Hey everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck, and I am actually, I'm super excited, which is not unusual, except I'm really excited because Pam's here with me. Today we're going to talk about how to keep the honeymoon alive for 43 years. <laughs> okay. Nobody else was excited about that uh, uh, in the room. I have a lot of people who are younger that are saying, oh, this is not good. Okay. All right. But what, what I do want to say is we are going to talk about something really important with people that we love. Uh, but I want to go back to this. The idea is uh, we're doing, now don't miss this, we're talking about relationships. So if you're married, uh, we will be talking to you. But if you're single, I don't want you to tune out. I want you to know that what we'll talk about also has to do with you and your friendship life and your romantic life. Some of you are wondering what that is. We'll talk about that more later. Uh, but but we want you to know about that. And here's what the Bible does say, that relationships matter. Relationships matter. So in Ecclesiastes, Solomon, that's, by the way, that's Solomon's journal. And Solomon wrote these words in chapter four, verse nine, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. Two are better than one. It's always better to have someone else in life. You share things with you. You live things with you. You go through things with you, celebrate with, because two are better than one. And so in my life, my my other part of my two is Pam. And uh, I love that we get to share life together. I do too. I love sharing life with you. Yeah, and then another couple that loves sharing life with the, each other is Galen, uh, my executive pastor, who we had talk about emotional intelligence, and then his wife, Angelica, uh, who, who we love. And, uh, um, yes, we love her. We love her. We love her. You do, right? Yes. Yeah, you guys are like really good friends. Yes. So you two are better together. <laughs> see, I thought you were introducing me when you said two are better than one. I'm like, and then it was her. Yeah. <laughs> for, our, for our friendship. That's right. Yeah. By the way, uh, when I was hiring uh, uh, Galen, I went out to visit with him and Angelica in their home in the Chicago area, where yeah. Pam is from, by the way, uh, too. Uh, and as we're walking out of the house, uh, Pam actually said how much she loved Angelica uh, and Galen. But Angelica. It's only recently that I learned that I got hired because of her. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. It's better than not getting hired, I guess. Well, I can't tell you, Galen, how many people will come up to me saying, we love Pam, and they'll walk away. <laughs> I feel you. I Tracy, feel you. that's true, right? Yeah, uh, yeah it really is true. Uh, it really is true. But here's the thing. We're going to be talking about emotional intelligence in a relationship, period, which, by the way, would be in any relationship, right? But also in marriage. Uh, and so we want to talk about that. But I, I thought it'd be fun. How long have you guys been married? We've been married almost 19 years. 19 years in November. Do you need to hold up I the mic? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. 19 <laughs> years in November. Yes, 19 years. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. And uh, here's the other question. What attracted you to the other person? Oh, my gosh, this is great. So I was recently single. I went through a divorce uh, back in 2020 and uh, was spent a full year licking my wounds, uh, working through what I did, you know, to cause a, a divorce and get better. And uh, as I was finally approaching the time when I actually felt like maybe I could go out again, you know, I was afraid to death of that whole idea. But I knew her. We had met. And I thought, I better try somebody else because I have the sense that that would actually work. 
Oh. Is that messed up or what? <laughs> I thought, let me go practice somewhere else because if I actually go out with her, I might end up being one and done. And I was like, I'm not sure that's it. I'm ready for that. So I literally, she was not the first gal that I asked out once I was finally ready to ask out. But I was attracted to her sense of humor, the fact that she loved God and she was serving as a layperson in our church. And uh, we were from the same area. She loved missions work and was committed to doing work in specifically in Hispanic cultures which is a passion we both share. So, I mean, there was a long list. And like I said, I knew if I ever take her out, that may be that. And you went on a mission trip together early before you were married, right? We did. We actually went on two. And, um, you know, he was he was going through some things. I He wasn't even an option at that point. But, boy, I remember on the plane ride home I tell, telling someone, I think I... God would want me to marry someone like that Galen Thomas, not thinking he was it, you know? (laughs) And my friend was like, well, you need to make a list. You need to pray about it. Make a list of all the things you want. And sure enough, he meets everything except the blue eyes. That was a, that was an optional. Rich was a problem. Well, okay. (laughs) I never put that on the list. (laughs) By the way, for all of you who are uh, talking about lists, Pretty soon, I'm going to take you through the 15 non-negotiables and yes. how to make your list. Yes. Uh, uh, by the way, Lauren, I want so you to know all about that. Uh, <laughs> Marlon already has his and got the girl. So, okay. Uh, he did. He made a list. Oh, very good. It's very yeah. important. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know what's interesting, uh, Pam? What attracted you to me? <laughs> <laughs> what is interesting? Um, I think your energy... I and you weren't shy. You just were bold. You talked to anybody. You just came up and talked to me. It's like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? <laughs> I was quite the opposite, the shy and quiet. And so that initially is what got me. Yeah. Okay. Sad to say, I, uh, uh, I'm going to sound like very surface. It was total looks. Pam uh, <laughs> was hot, long brown hair, beautiful eyes, tan skin, uh, and she didn't talk. So I had no way to know. Uh, <laughs> she did not talk. So it was like, okay. Um, we went on a date, and I actually, she sat as close as she could to, to the, the car, car door. And, oh. Yeah. And when it was over, you thought I wasn't going to ask you oh, out again. I did not think you were going to ask me out again. And then you you walked me up to the door and you said you want to go out again. I'm like, who would want to go out with me? <laughs> I never said a word. It was because she was hot. <laughs> take it. But then all my friends started competing for her. Like, because the way my friends and I did things, and this is really, I thought, fun is if we all like the same girl, we all went after her. Even if one had her as a girlfriend, oh we could break goodness. them up. Uh, that was allowed. <laughs> and so the competition started for Pam, and uh, and I, I won. You won, yeah. You're the winner. You you had the most Last man standing. and most attractiveness yep. that way. So for sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here's the thing, uh, Galen. I'm, yeah, really, uh, even though uh, it's almost dangerous to say you're an expert in emotional intelligence, even though I think you're high in it, just because it's so difficult. But t- talk about how important it is in the, your guy's relationship. Yeah, I think emotional intelligence applied in a relationship like a marriage or even before that in a dating relationship like you were describing, super important. I don't think it's hard for us guys anyway to be on our best behavior when we're in the courting. You know, we're on the hunt. And so, yeah, we're going to look good and we're going to smell better and we're going to open doors <laughs> and, you know, we're going to be a little bit more careful with our words and uh, behavior. And so I think we're, we know how to do this, but maybe in short spurts. And then once we actually win or in this case get married, you know, 
I think uh, there's a natural entropy where we lose some of that motivation and we stop opening doors or we stop being as kind and courteous or, you know, you need help with something like that. Hey, son, go help out your mom. Or, boy, you got a broken arm there? You can't do it yourself? Or, you know, there's just <laughs> this, this lack of sensitivity and awareness um, that uh, naturally happens. In other words, I think exercising emotional intelligence is something that has to be ongoing and very intentional, at least for me. So in whatever skills I've been able to develop in this way, it has to be totally intentional and choose this because my nature is to be critical. Yeah. My nature is to be judgmental, which I've been a lot. You know, when we were dating, she didn't see that. She probably saw it on our mission strips. Maybe, okay, maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe I'm not as good as I think. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as time goes on and, and naturally in any relationship, especially in a marriage, you start to wear a little bit and the things that were cute and charming aren't quite so cute or charming anymore. And uh, they're just different, and, mm -hmm. and a lot of us don't care for difference. So we start to chafe and chap, and pretty soon we're saying things, or at least I was saying things that were kind of harsh and unkind <laughs> and critical. And, you know, Angelica, after a bit, just had to say, you know, I don't like the way you treat me sometimes. And that, oh, that okay. you know, stung. And I was like, Duh, you know, and, and that was convicting and, and sad, frankly. Yeah, well, Angelica, you're so, you know, shy and don't talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, uh, but I love hearing that what I would call, Galen, correct me if I'm wrong, you were assertive. I, You know, and I think I had to learn to be because it's not something um, that I really grew up doing. Um, I think um, as far as learning emotional intelligence as a person um, is something probably that started within our marriage. I think because um, I really was like, you know what, I'm going to do whatever it takes just to kind of please and, you know, don't don't make waves, don't do anything. I remember our first disagreement and fight was about the kitchen sponge. <laughs> Who's going to have the scrubby one or the regular one? He wanted the regular one and the scrubby one. Now we have two. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do well, it. Well, I remember finding the, sp the sponge thrown in the back of the sink, in the bottom, my sponge. <laughs> and his was right there prominently. I was like, hey, 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 here. But, uh, <laughs> or something but, like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And probably not those words. No. But <laughs> No, but I think um, you have to learn to pick your battles, first of all. Is that really going to make a huge difference in your life? Um, and as we have grown together, um, I've had to learn who he is as a person, what things are important to him, what things matter to him. Um, and he has to do the same with me. We're very different. We're very different people. I'm, I'm uh, chaos and he's calmness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> one like, of the things that we all um, value in Galen who work with him is his willingness to admit when he's wrong. Uh, usually he beats us to it. Like he'll come out and talk about, hey, here's an area I don't think I did well. Or here's a, but I, I feel like that's what happens in your relationship. It, it does. Um, he was a primary example of that. Um, I remember one time too, it really took God personally to convict me <laughs> because um, I was mad about something because he should just know. Like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, us women think, how could you not know? We know. Why shouldn't they just know? <laughs> and um, I remember I went kind of storming off and started doing laundry. And in a very funny kind of chuckle way, I literally heard God say, Angelica, and just with a smile, I didn't make him a mind reader. And oh. I just kind of like 
I was like, you're right, you're right. And a big part of my growth process was to humble myself, come back and say, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I was, you know, you're right. You, you can't just know. And, and I, I graciously said, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. You know, I know in, in our relationship together um, now, after all these years, Pam had to put up with a lot. And um, one of the things that I, I would be true, I don't think that I showed a lot of emotional intelligence. And I think if, if tell me, I want, to, I want you to tell me if I'm right, but I think it was in, in seasons. Like some I was better, sometimes I was better, but in times of stress I wasn't. Yeah. And how many times did you have to try to slow me down or get me to think differently? And that was not yeah. easy for you. No, it wasn't, but you listened. That was, I think mm-hmm. that was the key. You actually listened to me and heard what I said, maybe because I didn't say much. And when I did, <laughs> you listened. <laughs> I don't know, but you actually, I've always felt heard. So even in those hard times, and I try to slow you down or back you off you usually listen yeah I cannot tell you how many times um, I would um, I I think today I preach boldly back then I would preach boldly and harshly and man I would come at people and and by the way here's what's really sad is people go oh you're just so gutsy and you're so brave and you're and Pam would be like no no do not let them feed into that and um but I, I could get pretty harsh and stuff, and then we'd get in the car, and Pam would, you are always kind, showed high emotional intelligence, but you never let me get away with it. Isn't that right? Yeah, I tried. Yeah, I tried. It's like, you could say it nicer. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would argue, and then later she'd bring it up. And I, <laughs> you weren't going to let it go. No. No, that's no. true. And, and I think that, Galen, what I would go to on that is that you, to have a high emotional intelligence, you've got to be willing to wade in to some of those things. Would that be right? Yeah, I think figuring that um, love is an active active sense, right? So I love her, and therefore I want to have experiences with her, and I want her to be her best, and I want to be my best. So if I've wronged her, or if there's something that's you know between us and, and I know I did it, then I will try to come around, um, not too soon and not uh, <laughs> insincerely, because I'm not trying to manipulate an end of a conflict. Mm. I actually want to end a conflict well, so I'll confess it. Or if I, I see something, I'll, I'll say something too. But um, engaging it is so important. Otherwise, it festers, I oh, think. Doesn't yeah. it? It becomes an infectious thing. The enemy can get in there and drive wedge. And, yeah. you know, we spent a good time in the Midwest when water would get in between anything crack, and then in the winter it would expand and break and just chip and crush. You can see, yeah. the, you know, the, the impact of not dealing with things. And it's very, it's very important to when, when your partner or someone in your life comes to you not to get defensive because yeah. that was always my first go-to, you know? I'm this spicy little Latin. No one's going to tell me what to do, you know? And then your husband's trying to humble himself and come to you and talk about something and you're like, well, yeah, well, you did this. And it's like, no, you have to – it took time. I won't say I'm perfect, but it took time to just really humble yourself, listen, and take responsibility. Yeah. And, yeah, it stinks sometimes when you have to admit that you were wrong. (laughs) So the emotional intelligence, I think, comes in the delivery, right? And it's choosing the proper timing, being aware of situations, not trying to crowd something. If you're about to receive guests, that's the wrong time to bring stuff up, you know? (laughs) Yes, yeah. After the fact, when you're maybe drying different. So timing is important. Word choice is really important. Knowing somebody over time, I know which words are less inflammatory. I can't get away (laughs) completely from, sometimes from the little bit of a zing or, 
that, that it feels when somebody's confronting you, but you can definitely rule out 80% of that by choosing good timing, yes. good phrasing, you know, a humble posture, a soft expression, all the nonverbals, and, uh, you know, right? Wait, wait, is that true? It, it is very true. Yes. Yeah. Now, are you guys opposites, or are you... Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I said, I'm chaos, and he's calm. So uh, we, you know, the funny thing is just I, I laugh because I always tend to kind of push the edge, push the envelope, and he's the one, like, holding me back <laughs> a little bit, or pulling me back, I should say, not holding me back. He's like, don't go over. <laughs> so so I think, but it's, um, it's really awesome because, um, like, I brought this cup. Is it yeah, okay oh, yeah, I, I love that cup. It says, well-behaved women rarely make history. And he went to... Um, a school trip with my son, saw that, immediately thought of me, <laughs> and brought it home. But, I mean, it. some people would say, oh, yeah, well, he's telling you you're not well-behaved or anything. But, no, I think it's telling me that he sees me, he loves me and accepts me for all my flaws, <laughs> and he's championing me, too, because he knows that my story can bring something to the table. Yes. Without a doubt, and our ministry is better because, and I think you guys probably find this too, as I watch the way you minister together, but she rounds me out in a, in a huge way. She's a lot more fun, a lot more disarming, a lot more interesting at times. Uh, people <laughs> go to her. They gravitate to her. This was true in Costa Rica. This was true in our house two days ago. People find their way to her to saddle up and, and you know, talk about heart things. She sat in a car with a friend after dropping off a bunch of other friends because she was dropping off a lot of people on their way home and was with one at the end who just said, can I just stay in the car and talk? And they talked for a while after that. Well, people don't usually do that with me. And, uh, you know, I don't blame them. No, um, Pam, you've always been um, really good at picking out people who could be world changers. Yeah. Yeah, you did. As a matter of fact, in our next-gen ministry, I would... I, at times, even think like, oh, man, are they? They're going to drive me crazy. And they're usually the troublemakers. And, <laughs> well, I'm saying they, they usually are. Okay, I wasn't going to add that part in, but you <laughs> felt, are. but you felt that way about Angelica. Oh, no. She's a troublemaker. There's <laughs> a troublemaker. <laughs> right? She lives life, and I love that. I want to be part of that. I love it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because I know that there was, and we're not going to get into the details because I already know that's a little bit of what you were talking about. Uh, some people, we want to see their lives be better. We want to mm -hmm. see something go on. But they needed somebody who could go be a world changer for them. Yes, right? yes. And, yeah. Yes, and I think Aww. just so God ordained. God she brings laughter. She brings, you know, all kinds of joy. We were uh, with our kids last night. We were talking about, you know, what do we, what do they like and appreciate most about each of us oh. in isolation? So our daughter went first. Well, I like I this. I said I like good it. things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which made it a pretty short conversation. But <laughs> they were really gracious and said some wonderful things. And they totally nailed her. You know, Mom, you're the one I want to play with. Mom, I love to. And Dad, you're the one who I just want to go out and be active with. And, and they called us exactly how... They, they, said, they said if it was up to mom, we'd be eating cereal every night. If it, <laughs> but because of dad, we get good meals in four, and four food groups. <laughs> <laughs> the nutrition. With yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what are some things you should do and what are some things you shouldn't do to make your spouse's life better? I think... Um, Personally, it's just really get to know who they are as a person. Get to know how um, they react when they're angry, when they're sad, when they're mm -hmm. troubled. 
um, because then you can just watch them and know what they're going to need from you. Um, when when he was four, when he turned forty, I threw him my party. <laughs> so because you know a lot of people, a lot of this, a lot of that, rented a place, DJ, you know, let's party, kind of, and and he had fun. And we and, did. It and, was it, great. and it was a great party. But at fifty, I knew him a little better, and I threw him an intimate dinner with uh, like six of his closest friends, couples. And they all wore, wrote words of affirmation for oh, him because okay, that yeah. is his love language is words of affirmation. And he was just, I mean, it was, there were two different parties and two great events, but that one I knew was closer to his heart. So just getting to know who the other person is and yeah. the same things, um, they may not like the same things as you. Mm-hmm. And they on don't. that, I'd say one thing not to do is try to change yes. uh, oh, yeah, yeah. who oh you've gosh, married yes. because God has made you unique and wonderful mm-hmm. in ways that yeah. I am not, and that was attractive. Sometimes it's irritating, and I have to <laughs> you know, own that, and I have to acknowledge that and, and just say, these are wonderful things, and they, don't, they should not change. We don't want you like me. My kids do not want you <laughs> like me, right? And uh, you shouldn't be because that would take away all of the uniqueness and specialness of you. So trying to change a spouse, I think, yeah. is a significant thing to avoid. Rather, embrace those things. Be curious, not furious. You've said that oh, yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of times. That's yeah. for me. You know, I wonder why she does that instead of, why does she do that? You know? <laughs> By the way, my love language is physical touch. So for my birthday, we never bring my guy friends over. (laughs) (laughs) All my guy friends out there, I don't want you around on my birthday. (laughs) 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 I just can resist. (laughs) But you know what is uh, uh, what you just said? Pam and I went through a lot of struggle until we did raise our emotional intelligence and celebrate the differences in each other. Right? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know anything about emotional intelligence at all in the beginning. So I know neither of us were working that way. And we were just striving to make it. And Jesus, I know, helped keep us together. (laughs) But as we grew, as we grew in the Lord, Mm -hmm. as we grew as a couple, I think we could see what we needed to do and realized what we... I don't... We didn't have a name for it. But I... Mm -hmm. Being kind... And thinking the best helps. I think yeah. wisdom is a word for it. It sounds wisdom. like you're describing wisdom. We've always talked yeah. about wisdom, yeah. and now emotional intelligence is another label of a type of wisdom. Yes. Oh, yes. and insight I and agree. prudence, too. I, I actually think you're right, because yes. it says that I wisdom, uh, uh, no, I prudence dwell with wisdom. Yeah. Uh, and then insights mentioned. I call it wisdom's roommates. Insight, prudence, and wisdom hang yeah. out together. But that's really true, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and it, which is just goes to that. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, we yeah. rediscover old truth, and so emotional intelligence is a new way to talk about and understand treating each other with regard and, and being Christ-like yeah. and considerate and considering yeah. others as more important than yourselves yeah. and being wise. You know, all these things that you were doing, maybe you didn't call it emotional no, intelligence. It's but living out what God yeah. teaches you to do. There you do. go. Yeah, I, uh, most of you already know this if you don't, but uh, when I was doing my graduate work, I discovered something called differentiation, uh, which is where you have to learn how to always have the problems the problem and you don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even the goal is the goal, but you don't make that personal. Mm-hmm. And you're able to differentiate things. And I realized very quickly that Pam is high in differentiation. Uh, she's able to see people 
uh, when they act or, or react in bad ways is not taking that personally. She's able to separate it and love the person anyway, which is high emotional intelligence. <laughs> but then I found out I'm very low. <laughs> and when I, I shared that with Pam. She was nice enough to say, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, in that tree, you have to learn how to separate things, right, Dana? Yeah, and I think certain temperaments and personalities, you know, you are a creative and you are passionate. You have a spiritual gift of prophecy. So you're going to be energized at all times about almost everything. <laughs> and, you know, that can mean that uh, you're going to have to temper that a little bit when you choose to receive constructive feedback. Even in the years that you and I have worked, I have watched you make spectacular uh, improvement and growth in this area. And the fact that you involve as many people as you do in feedback sessions about how insert here went, you know, whether it was a weekend message or an event of some kind or any other thing like that, you invite input and I watch you work really hard to receive it, understand it, you know, and I mean, you got to sift it a little bit, right? Not everything is worthy of keeping, but <laughs> I think you do a great job of that. And I think that was tougher even in when I first came. You were, it was a raw season for this church. Yeah. You've talked about that. And for you, and I'm sure you've seen, there were <laughs> seasons when it was easier to approach your husband and there yep. were seasons when it wasn't. And I'm sure yep. you'd agree too, yes. right? Yes, sometimes yep. I'm like, stay away from daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's actually really good advice. Just stay away sometimes. Just stay away. Just stay away. Um, how has uh, our your unique personality uh, factored into how you guys have raised your children and, and approaching that? I think um, no matter what our personalities are, you have to be one in certain things. You have to be one on the important things, you know, how we raise our kids, um, what, what things are important in our family, uh, respect, education of uh, different things you know how we discipline you know we all we do have to be one in certain things but um as we asked the kids last night too um i think there's things that he brings that i can't bring that are so important for the kids they need structure they need um someone to kind of step up and push them out of their limits a little and that's what that's what Galen does. He loves he loves kind of grow, grow and fly, little bird, <laughs> kind of little thing. And I'm like, no, you're my baby. Just stay in the nest. Everybody, just stay in the nest. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I know that may not be, you know, what the kids need. You know, especially as they get older. Um, so I think you know we embrace uh, one of the biggest compliments you know he has given me is our house is joyful. Uh, our house. Yeah. He, and, and he says, and it's because of you, because you're fun. You make things fun for the kids. And, and, but at the same time, I said, our house is safe. Our mm. house, um, you know, because of him, you know, we feel safe to be joyful yeah. <laughs> because yeah. of him. So, you know, those things, we may be totally different in the ways we approach our children, but we are united in the big important things and we champion each other, mm -hmm. um, in the things individually that we bring. And those yeah. differences are complementary, you know, yeah. versus adversarial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is so important. I uh, you know, as you try to help your kids become, because now we know, I'd say this, uh, back when we were raising our kids, we didn't walk in and go, how to make them more emotionally intelligent. But I, today it's so important, you know, I, I, and I know you know that. It's like vital. Like that's going to determine how you do in school, how you do in friends, mm -hmm. how you do in marriage, how you do in your profession. 
you know, we've had people who could have been so incredible, but they weren't emotionally intelligent. Uh, and that, and, and it's sad. Like, it breaks our hearts. Yeah, research says 67% of one's success in any job, all jobs generic, just lumped into a single thing job, 67% of the success is due not to the skill sets or the intellectual intelligence, IQ, uh, but rather to emotional intelligence. That raises up to 85% when we talk about a leadership role of some kind. Wow. So if you're in a leadership role of any kind, whether it's actually a title or it's just through influence, like a parent, uh, that's a title, I guess, but it, you know, rather than a formal thing at a job with a, a placard on the door, 85% of one's success is tied directly to emotional intelligence versus skill sets or intellectual intelligence. Yeah, I uh, don't want to get off, but I do want to say this, that uh, I don't know how many guys saw it. it on the news, not here local, but on the news, uh, there, there's a, a case that is so, um, it's a court case that um, can have ramifications all across our country. Uh, what is so sad is one of the attorneys showed incredibly low emotional intelligence, and two of the other commentators are going, oh my gosh, he's probably already lost the trial because he was so out of touch with how the jurors are feeling. Mm. And, um, and but I, I, my thought wasn't that I want the guy to get off, but my thought was that degree of an emotional intelligence is gonna change this guy's life now for the bad, for really, really. So in it's every area of life, you think about it's gonna have that kind of ramification. Yeah, right? a lot of things hang in the balance is what I hear you say. Yeah. You know, that uh, the impact of our choices, call yeah. it emotional intelligence, has lasting impact, good and bad. You can really uh, shift a trajectory positively, like I've watched you guys do with some of the people we've been in yeah. visiting with, you know, and uh, and also also to the detriment. Sounds like some poor guy's attorney lit him up pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, I think, uh, over the years, um, have just grown way ahead of me in emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that. Well, see, <laughs> see how emotionally intelligent that was. <laughs> That was very emotionally intelligent. <laughs> uh, no, it really is true. Um, yeah, because there would be times in our life where Pam would have to say, hey, I, I want to tell you, I don't think people are thinking the way you think they're thinking or seeing things the way you think you're seeing it. Uh, because you always have been a love hopes all things, believes all things, endures all things. You always go to the best. Uh, mm -hmm. And by the way, that kind of graciousness makes it easier and safer for people. Uh, I think uh, you've done that. And, and I think you would, you guys, don't you feel like you have to have that kind of love to help people go to that level? Yeah, I think people have to feel like you believe in them. And what yeah. you're describing of Pam is that. It's somebody who says, I can make a mistake and it's not going to ruin the relationship. Yes. Uh, yes. I, you know, at different times I have behaved in a way that if you do or don't do a certain thing, then the relationship itself is in jeopardy, and that's mm -hmm. not what you're describing. That would be a really difficult situation to put somebody in. Yeah. And when you're raising kids, uh, if and I have to work on it. I've had to confess many times to my son especially, but also to my daughter, and just say, I, I'm sorry that I was critical. I'm sorry that I didn't call out the best there. I'm sorry I had an expectation that was actually an expectation of myself and not you. That wasn't mm -hmm. fair or smart. And praise God you're not me, and I want to champion what is you, and you know, those kinds of things. And, and that helps, I think, when, and that's part of emotional intelligence is I have to be aware of when I make a mistake. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's after the fact. Sometimes I can head it off, you know. Yeah. But in yeah. either case, to be able to go and confess it and re receive forgiveness, especially from kids, mm -hmm. boy, yeah. does that go a long ways. Yeah. It really does. And, I mean, I know that there are things that I do that annoy him. <laughs> 
But I also, I feel safe with him. Yeah. I feel very safe. And I feel that, you know, if there is a problem and he, he does have a problem with me on something, he will come to me and tell me about it. And then I have to choose how to react. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We all, by the way, have to choose how we react, yeah, yes, and we can't we put it on anybody else. That would yes. be low emotional intelligence yeah. right. if we don't realize we're the ones who have to make the choice, right? right? Yeah. So if you had one thing to say to people uh, that could you know, that could show, say, one piece of advice that would help you be more emotionally intelligent in a relationship, uh, what would that be? So uh, that wasn't on the question list, which might not have been very emotionally intelligent. But one thing, one thing you could say, uh, just maybe off the top of your head, that would help you have better emotional intelligence in a relationship, friendship, marriage, raising kids, uh, work, uh, uh, something like that, what would it be? I think I'd start with the proverb, you know, be slow to speak, quick to listen. Mm-hmm. Slow to speak, yes. quick to listen. Mm-hmm. Engage your brain through your ears before engaging your mouth. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. probably the core thing I might share. I think you, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I know I have spoken many times before actually using my brain. So, <laughs> so yes, I would say, you know, think about what you say, slow down, and then, uh, and then yeah. process and choose <laughs> whether you're going to say it or not. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's a yes. big difference, yeah. Mine, I think, is going to be think the best. Yeah. Whatever, yes. going into a situation, think the best because you're going to be calm mm-hmm. to begin with anyways if you're thinking the best. Yeah, and I would add on to that maybe because I'm married to Pam and she taught me this. <laughs> it is far better to think the best and be wrong than to think the worst and be right. Uh, it really is. And you know what? Later on, someone's going to say, you know, even if that if you weren't right about it, you always thought the best of me. Yeah. And I'll never forget, um, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, uh, a, a young man who was in trouble uh, in a lot of his life, and he ended up becoming an incredible uh, police officer in this area and actually has an uh, award after award. And one day he shocked me by looking at me and saying, I'll tell you something. All my life when people didn't think the best of me, you did. You were always on my side. Oh, that's great. And uh, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. And I'm never sorry I had that attitude or opinion for him. So anyway, we are going to talk more about relationships the next time we get together. But I want to say, yeah, Galen and Angelica, love having you guys in our life and love having you here. Yeah, same here. We loved it too. Thank you both. Yeah, and Pam, I love you. (laughs) <laughs> might be a surprise no um, yeah but you know what's so funny is uh every day every day i tell you i love you yeah. and uh, uh there's times i'm like hey did i tell you and i already know i did but uh <laughs> it's fun we're gonna talk though about how you can actually have these 15 non-negotiables and really look at them so if you're married by the way this isn't a time to tune out because hopefully you'll have that but for all of you who are single This is how you make that list. Uh, I want to guide you biblically on what should be on the list and how you make that list. And so we're going to talk about that and uh, really have that be true of you. Because it always starts with, get ready for this, starts with being the right person before you find the right person. So we want to aim you that way. Hey, God bless you and we'll see you next time.